Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Being the sort of fan I am where I don't have a team, I'm just a big fan of the game. It's something I pride myself on that I don't get biased against teams. I don't favor certain teams. And it's something that a lot of people respect me for. Uh, A couple of people always message me saying, oh, you hate this team, you love this team, blah, blah, blah. And I like good systems, and um, that's something I'm happy to admit. But I still feel like I'm not biased against any sides. I feel like my one downfall, though, is in a situation with Adam Reynolds here where I sort of fall in love with the idea of guys being loyal to teams. And as a true rugby league fan it always gets away from me that this game it comes down to being a business and I've been so strong about Adam Reynolds staying at South Sydney and the longer this goes on the more unrealistic that looks they offered him a two-year deal the other day with one year in the club's favor which to me is a slap in the face to Adam Reynolds and looks like it could be the final straw and I was thinking you know what like I just I cannot imagine Adam Reynolds wearing any other jersey than red and green and I was picturing him in other jerseys and it just doesn't work for me and it made me think about other guys that I've seen over the last 20-30 years that for me just looked weird in different jerseys just they simply didn't fit wearing a different jersey to the one that they probably should have finished their career in so I'm just going to go through my top five guys uh, that finished their careers in weird jerseys that are just didn't look right. These are the guys that didn't look right in their new jerseys. Number five. Coming in at number five for me, a pretty recent one. This one was only back in 2017, a few years ago. was, of course, Robbie Farrar. Playing nearly 250 games for the West Tigers. Made his debut there all the way back in 2003. Won the premiership there in 2005. Played all the way through to 2016. As I said, just under 250 first grade games. Then all of a sudden, the saga with Jason Taylor explodes. And a guy that we expected to see start his career in a West Tigers jersey and finish it in a West Tigers jersey, he's forced out. He spent two years at the South Sydney Rabbitohs playing about 25-odd games there. Of course, Damien Cook would be coming through at this stage, so it would force him to leave, and eventually he would finish his career at the West Tigers. He would join the 300-game club. Sensational to see Robbie, as we hope for, 
start in a West Tigers jersey and finish in a West Tigers jersey. But there was those two years of limbo at the at the South Sydney Rabbitohs that, to me, it just never looked quite right. Number four. Matty Johns comes in at number four for me. Of course, a fantastic player for the Newcastle Knights, part of their premiership winning side in 1997. Made his debut in 1992, played all the way through to the year 2000 for the Newcastle Knights. Was forced out of the club, went to the Wigan Warriors in 2001. But in 2002, he returned to the NRL, not for the Newcastle Knights, but for the Cronulla Sharks. And for me, this one just never looked right. Matty Johns was so far from his best playing at the Cronulla Sharks. It was not even funny. Another one that injury forced him to retire early. But for me, I will never remember Andrew jo- uh, Matty Johns running. Sorry, he'll, he'll be pissed off with that one. Matty Johns running around in a Cronulla Sharks jersey. I will forever envision him as a Newcastle Knights player. Uh, he went to the Cronulla Sharks. It really didn't work out. And he was so far from his best, as I said. A guy that when I look back at his career... The whole phase of him and the Cronulla Sharks is almost forgotten for me. He will always be a Newcastle Knight. Number three. Number three on this list was another man that started his career at one club and had to go elsewhere, but then was able to come back and finish his career where it all started. It was, of course, the Brisbane Broncos, and the man I'm talking about is Petro Sevenaceva, one of the greatest front rowers we've ever seen. And Petro started his career in 1998 at the Brisbane Broncos after the Super League debacle, was a tall, rangy second rower at this point, made his way into the front row, and... Departed the Brisbane Broncos in 2007 after winning the 98, 2000 and 2006 Grand Final and playing 215 first grade games for the Brisbane Broncos. Of course, partnered with his good mate Shane Webke. These two, they were the glue that held this Broncos team together for that 10 years or so. Two sensational front rowers, two of the best we've ever seen. And at the end of the 07 season, Petro Sevenaceva makes his move. And it was a little bit upsetting, I'm not going to lie. 2008, it was the centenary of rugby league. And this was the thing that just never felt right to me. He's made his way down to the Penrith Panthers. And during this time, the Panthers, they were pretty successful. Petro, he definitely made a big impact there. But for me, seeing him in a Panthers jersey, it just never made sense to me. And thankfully, in 2012, he was able to return to his Brisbane Broncos to finish his career. In his last season in 2012, the Broncos, he, of course, another guy that joined the 300-game club. I think it was brilliant to see Petro join this illustrious club in a Brisbane Broncos jersey. Fantastic to see him finish his career there. This is a guy, it just never looked right to me, the Penrith Panthers. He was very successful there. He did fantastic things, but the optics, they were just not right. Number two. Greg Brandy Alexander comes in at number two for me on this list. When he left the Penrith Panthers to go to the New Zealand Warriors in 1995, it just never felt right to me. I still see footy cards sometimes of Brandy when he was at the Warriors, and it still just doesn't make sense to me. This guy made his debut in 1984 at the Penrith Panthers, played 197 games, scored 105 tries, 335 goals, 11 field goals, 1,090 points until the season 1994. Of course, they went to the grand final in 1990. They lost that one against the Canberra Raiders. They came back a year later and Brandy was an absolute superstar in that game, winning the 1991 grand final. The Penrith Panthers, their first ever premiership. Of course, 1992 would be absolute heartbreak for this club and in particular, Greg Alexander. His younger brother, Ben, passing away in a car accident and it really tore this club and it tore this city apart, uh, Penrith. And it was probably the reason behind why Greg did have to go to the New Zealand Warriors just to get away from everything. Of course, the Warriors were a new franchise coming into rugby league at that point, and he was a brilliant face of that club to have. So he went over to the Auckland Warriors, and for me, 
as cool as those jerseys were, they're probably my favorite jerseys of all time. The Warriors, when they first came in, they were unreal. Brandy, he just never looked at home there. He wasn't the player uh, that we all remember. He, of course, was another guy that did come back to finish his career at the right spot of the Penrith Panthers. He played from 1997 to 1999, uh, playing another 31 games, which brought his grand total of games to the Penrith Panthers over 200, which was fantastic to see. A club legend, one of the best they've ever had, and without a doubt, one of the best leaders that club has ever had. He simply didn't look right in New Zealand colours. Number one. This one was pretty easy for me. There was a standout from the moment I thought about it. And it's always the guy that I look back on. This change happened in 1999. The player, he spent two years at the Canterbury Bulldogs. You've probably worked it out by now. It is, of course, Ricky Stewart, uh, the maestro in the lime green. From 1988 to 1998, he played 200-plus games for the Canberra Raiders, won a heap of premierships in that time, and was incredibly successful during that period. Probably would have won another premiership in 1993 if he wasn't injured. I've spoken about this before. And Ricky Stewart, he was, he was the Canberra Raiders. He was the leader of this team. His kicking game and his passing game was rivaled by absolutely no one. He was an unreal footballer, and he really was the key to this Canberra Raiders side. And there's guys like him, Brad Clyde, Laurie Daly, Mal Meninga, that you just expected to see their career finish in lime green, and it probably should have for Ricky Stewart. Uh, Bradley Clyde was another one in the same boat. Ricky Stewart and Brad Clyde both left to go to Canterbury, and the days at Canterbury, he played two seasons there, played 40-odd games for the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, would, of course, get a coaching gig there soon after. Incredible with Ricky Stewart that, you know, he had such a successful career at the Canberra Raiders. And I, I look back and I kind of forget about this Bulldogs time, but it really did lead to something special for him. Of course, he retires in the year 2000. 2001, he has a coaching job at the Canterbury Bulldogs in the reserve grade. I believe they go on to win that premiership that year. The next year, he's appointed by the Sydney Roosters as the head coach off the back of winning that New South Wales Cup uh, premiership. And we all know what happens there. Ricky Stewart, he wins his first premiership as a coach in the year 2002, only two years after retiring. So... A lot of positives to come out of that move to Canterbury. He probably wouldn't have had those opportunities if he stayed in the nation's capital. But to me, seeing Ricky Stewart in a Bulldogs jersey, uh, it just never seemed right. He belonged in the lime green. It is so good to see him back there now. He, of course, coached a number of clubs. We're talking Roosters. Uh, we're talking Cronulla. We're talking Parramatta. Never quite looked right. He got back to Canberra. He's backed those guys in. He has built this club back to where it was years ago or pretty close to it. They haven't won a premiership yet, but I'm sure sure they will over the next few years. What he's built down there is Canberra has been built off the back of what he created in the 80s and in the 90s. A champion player who, for me, I will never remember Ricky Stewart as a Bulldog. That picture will never be in my head. He will always be in the lime green with the video easy across his chest. A champion footballer, one of my favourites of all time and fantastic to see him back in Canberra now. I didn't spend hours getting this list together. I spent about 20 minutes just going off the top of my head. So if there is anyone that I've missed or forgotten, any major ones, send me a message. Let me know. I'd be interested to hear about them. Uh, there's obviously a lot of guys that I had on my list here that couldn't fit into the top five. I mean, I had Mario Fennick on there. I had Anthony Watmo when he went to the Parramatta Eels. That was so strange. Glenn Stewart, seeing him in a South Sydney kit, that was extremely rogue. Uh, Trent Barrett, when he left the Cronulla Sh- sorry, when he left the St. George Illawarra Dragons and went over to the Cronulla Sharks, well, that was 
was very strange, especially with the arch rivals and whatnot. Willie Mason, as soon as he walked out of a Canterbury jersey, I thought that was very odd. Another big one for me was Marco Mealy when he left the Bulldogs and went to the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, they're arch rivals again. A very, very strange one there. I'm sure there has been hundreds of these. Another one for me, as successful as he was, seeing Brett Mullins not in a Canberra Raiders jersey along with Bradley Clyde. Very, very strange to see. I'm sure there has been an absolute heap of these. So if you've got any others, make sure you send them through to me. Jump on Instagram, send me a message or leave a review on the podcast app here. Let me know who I've forgotten or who you would change. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 